Well, hello there, babes, and welcome back to another episode of Your Place or Mine. I'm your host, Bay Savage. How are we holding up today, babes? I don't know about you, but I've been sad as fuck. <laughs> as someone who is an eternal optimist who finds it quite easy to stay positive, you know what? Ontario is really testing me. <laughs> I'm like feeling a little bit over it, but you know what? We're going to get through it, trying to find small things that make me feel good, and one of them is talking to all of you wonderful babes. So I had a really lovely day. I spent the afternoon outside on my back patio, drinking an entire bottle of rosé, and that felt basic and beautiful. It was a gorgeous day, and then I took a nap. Uh, and now we're here. (laughs) So I'm doing okay. But I think it's important to note that even if you are a bold, confident, stoked, positive, amazing, incredible, bombshell babe, you know what? Like you're allowed to be sad as fuck sometimes. And it's been a tough week, I'll be honest. Uh, Oh, and I also got sunburned today. (laughs) (laughs) when I was sitting out on my patio. And that's not awesome, but you know what? It's going to fade to a tan and it's fine. So I've been drinking (laughs) and not like an absurd amount. Okay. I have it in check, but as I've been feeling sad as fuck, I have been spending a little bit of time reminiscing about fun experiences that I've had Uh, In the episode when I talked about those one night stands, it was really fun to kind of reminisce about those wilder days that, the wilder days of yore, if you will. But as I work my way through the days of Christmas past, (laughs) there was a story that came up that I had kind of forgotten about and brought me much joy (laughs) to uh, kind of unpack So I'd like to tell that story today, and I think that right now, obviously I'm just really fucking sick of being single, and dating is very challenging right now. Obviously we're in a pandemic, people are unsure of what they want, it's impossible to be non-monogamous, there's so many complications, and I kind of just miss the good old days where you could just match with someone, go on a date that night have sex with them, and then move on with your life. So you know what? We're going to take a little stroll uh, down a very interesting evening that happened to me just a few years ago. So I matched with this very adorable man on Tinder, and he was hot. Like, he was definitely hot. And I say adorable because he was just a tiny bit shorter than me and quite a bit younger than me. And that doesn't mean that he's not hot. It just means it puts him into a bit of a different category. So I recently had a conversation with a girlfriend when we were talking about being dominant, being submissive, and how because I'm so naturally dominant in my everyday life, that's why it's so natural for me to be submissive in bed. And often I find men are quite the opposite, where in everyday life they're a little bit more submissive, and then in bed they're more dominant. So like jackpot, that's what I'm looking for. But if a man is both younger than me and just smaller than me, you know I'm a big-ass bitch, right? 
it's really hard for me to then have that man dominate me. Because it's just like, realistically, it's not going to happen, right? (laughs) Especially if someone's like seven years younger than me, I'm not going to call them daddy, okay? That's just like, kind of fucks with the magic, you know what I mean? So I matched with this guy, and he right away was like, wow, you're so beautiful, I would love to meet up with you sometime, and we started chatting, and we just clicked right away, like a really good conversation. I was like, yeah, this guy's great. He was confident right away. He was like, hey, let's, when do you want to meet up? And I think I'm used to being the one kind of running the show and like making plans. So it felt nice. So he mentioned that it was one of his closest friend's birthdays that night. This was a Saturday and they were going to the mod club if you're from Toronto. So really cool bar and they were going to be there all night. So he was like, why don't you come by And we can have some drinks. We can do some dancing. It was like Latin night at the mod club. And then like see where the night goes. And I was like, you know what? Like that sounds super fun. And initially I think I was a little bit hesitant because I was like, I don't want to meet all of your friends like on our first date. But it sounded fun. I was super down for dancing. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. You know what? Like what else? I didn't have plans that night. Like what else am I doing? Like let's go. So I got myself already, made myself look super hot, obviously, and showed up to the mod club for this date. Now, I came in, and it was packed. It was pretty late. I think it was a Saturday night at, like, maybe, like, 10 o'clock. And so the bar was quite packed already, and it's so funny, like, just sidebar, thinking about going on dates, like, starting a date at 10 o'clock p.m. seems fucked. (laughs) But anyways, this this is in the before times. So I walk into this bar, send him a text. He tells me like what he's wearing so I can find him. And I texted him back saying, hey, I'm just going to grab a drink. I'm at the bar. And so I stand at the bar, order my drink. A couple minutes later, he messages me back. And he's like, shit, like you shouldn't have got a drink. Like we have drinks. So immediately I was like, oh, that's good to know. I'm like not going to spend a bunch of money tonight. So... He came over, met me at the bar, and he was super cute, like real, real cute. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm into this. And I was immediately excited. He was super sweet, like like pulled me in, gave me a hug, was just very like kind and affectionate, just gave off a really good energy. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be good. So he immediately took my hand, and I was like, yes. <laughs> so physical touch is one of my love languages, and Someone just taking your hand in that situation and like pulling you towards where you wanted to go. It was nice. It felt good that he just grabbed my hand. So he walked me over to his friends and introduced me to everyone. And they all were super friendly and had it felt like they had expected me to be there. So he had like given people a heads up that he had invited someone, which was also very sweet. So it wasn't like, who's this bitch that's like showing up to this birthday? So that was cute. And they were in this like VIP area of the bar and had so much alcohol. There was just like, this is my first experience with bottle service in Toronto. And it's like, first of all, that's sick. It's so awesome to just have alcohol available for you to mix your own drinks. Second of all, it's so expensive. (laughs) So obviously this crew is doing okay and it was nice to just be able to make drinks and enjoy bottle service it was pretty fucking fancy for a small town Guelph bitch like me you know so I had finished my first drink he made me another drink and we like sat in a corner and started talking and it was really fucking wonderful 
he was a total sweetheart, very interesting, was in the process of trying to start his own business and was like talking a bit about that and was really passionate about it. And just the way he talked about the goals that he had was really intriguing. And I think I was just so fascinated by all of the things that he wanted and he spoke to it with such excitement and it was fun. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like there's, there's something about the energy from someone who is like really pursuing something important. And I was feeling that from him and that felt really cool. So we had a couple of drinks and it was really cute and he was just being flirtatious and adorable and sweet. And at one point he asked if I wanted to go dancing and that was great. And it was, like I said earlier, it was Latin night and he was an incredible dancer. (laughs) Uh, and I'm not, I'm not like a horrible dancer, but I'm not a great dancer. But he just led me into it, and it was sensual, and it was it was hot. It was really, really hot dancing. And fuck, I miss dancing, babes. Do you miss dancing? Ugh, I miss rubbing up against strangers. Oh, my God. Okay, back to the date. So the dancing was super hot and we would dance for a while and then we would go back and sit in the corner and drink and then the night got a little bit later and we were making out in the corner and fuck, making out in dark corners of bars is just magical. (laughs) I'm so here for it and it was really, really wonderful and he was just like, he came across like a really good guy. And I think it was the first time in a little bit that I'd been on a date with someone who I'd really connected with and felt this really, really cool connection with. So we made out for a while in the corner and his friends all gave a shit for not paying attention to the rest of them. And it was fun. And we stayed there until almost last call. And then the fire alarm went off and we had to vacate the bar at like 1.45 Maybe even a little bit earlier, maybe 1.30. And so we're all standing outside and it had just started raining. I'm like just remembering a lot of this now. Sorry, babes. And so we left and we we all had drinks still. So they made us go outside and they let us come back in for like five minutes because it was after last call just to crush the rest of our drinks and then go. So we came back inside, crushed the rest of our drinks, and then decided that it was time to get out of there. So... It's after, it's probably 2.30 and everyone was hungry because we're still with a crew of people. So it was still with this like birthday crew. So they decided they were, we were going to all get pizza. And I was like, yeah, okay, fuck, that sounds great. So we pile into this taxi van, like six of us, and go get pizza. And that's great. So we go grab pizza. And first of all, like thinking back to this night, how am I still wide awake? Like... As someone, like, recording this at 9.45 on a Saturday night, and I'm, like, already tired. (laughs) But I used to be able to just fucking go until 5 o'clock in the morning, like, no problem. So we go to this pizza place. We got pizza. uh, That's great. We're all kind of hanging out, having a good time. And we finished our pizza, and he's like, hey, do you want to, like, come back to mine? And obviously, I do. We've had such a fun connection. He's super, super attractive. I'm really feeling the sexual energy. I was feeling it when we were dancing. Like, we had really, really clicked. So I was like, yeah, I'd love to go home with you. So we get in our own cab, and we leave. And first of all, we drive, like, far. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure he lived in, like, 
Scarborough. I know Scarborough is not crazy far, but like, yeah, Scarberia, as people joke, it was far. It felt far. I feel like we were in the taxi forever. So at this point, I'm like getting excited. So we made it in the cab a whole bunch, and that was super hot, and I was just really fucking feeling it. And I was so ready to ruin this young man's life. (laughs) It was going to be really, really good in a super positive way. So we're pulling up to his place, and he's like, hey, just a heads up, I live with my parents. So not great. Uh, I'm not excited about that realization because I'm a hard adult, (laughs) okay? But you know what? It's the middle of the night. I'm in Scarborough. So I'm not turning back. Like, it's fine. This is fine. So he said, don't worry. I've got, like, the basement to myself. It's fine. They won't bother us. (laughs) I'm like, okay, whatever. Sure. Sounds good. Let's go. I would like to get fucked. So we get to his place. We go downstairs. And we walk inside. And... Immediately, something feels a bit weird. (laughs) So we go downstairs. I go in to go sit on his couch, and the couch is covered in plastic. And that's fine. Like, some of those older couches are covered in plastic, like not weird. But then I start to notice that most things are covered in plastic. And and not like sheets of plastic from home hardware. Like, I'm not getting Dexter vibes, okay? Like, I don't think he's going to murder me. But it feels a little bit weird that it's just a fairly cold, plasticky space. So he says, hey, sorry, I know the plastic's a bit weird. I'm just like kind of a germaphobe. So that's like kind of my thing. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. It's all good. Like no big deal. It was weird, but it wasn't like a deal breaker. I was like, yeah, okay, people have their thing. Like, cool, whatever. So he says he's going to go take out his contacts Asked if I want a glass of water or something. So he gets me, and at this point, I'm feeling a little bit weird about all the plastic. Like, it was a little bit strange. So I was like, do you have a drink of anything? Like, maybe one more drink would make me feel better. And he's like, yeah, for sure. So he goes up and he gets a beer from upstairs and brings me down a beer. And he's like, I'll be back soon. I'm just going to go take out my contacts. So he's gone for, like, 30 minutes. (laughs) And I'm not exaggerating. Like, it was a half an hour. I finished my beer. So that felt a little bit weird, but you know what? Like, okay, Uh, I was like on my phone, whatever, I'm having my drink. He had put music on, so it's fine. Like, it wasn't like I was sitting in silence. So he comes back, he's wearing these super cute glasses, he's taken off his contacts and whatever, and that's fine. So he's like, do you want to go, like, head into my bedroom? And I was like, yeah, obviously. So we go upstairs. And so there's a part of me that's like, oh... Okay, so you don't sleep in the basement. So we're going into your bedroom that's on the same floor as your parents. But okay, it's like fucking four o'clock in the morning at this point. I'm like, whatever. So I go into his room and he's like, just be quiet. And he's like whispering because his parents <laughs> are here. So we quietly enter his room. And again, everything's covered in plastic. So at this point, I've realized, like, I think he's more than a germaphobe. And I don't want to be discriminatory towards people who have obsessive compulsive disorder or anything else. Like, there was obviously things that were really important to him that he needed to focus on. And that's fine. But it was still a little bit intense to see all of this laid out. And 
so we came into his room and again, everything's covered in plastic. He like pulled a bunch of plastic away so we could get in bed. And at this point I'm like, okay, this is a little bit weird, but whatever. I'm like here for the story, right? Like that's why we're here, babes. So, and I was ready to get fucked. I had had such an incredible night and like sexy dancing with someone revs me the fuck up. So we start making out and it's super hot because we'd obviously made out a whole bunch of the bar and we're like feeling our energy and it was super great. So we start making out and then we start taking off clothes and I'm like, oh my God, just like fucking rail me. (laughs) Like I'm so ready to be fucked. So I'm trying to be quiet and at one point, because like I'm not quiet, okay? Like I can be, obviously, like it's a decision, but I prefer not to be quiet. But I was being quiet, but I'm still making a little bit of noise because a man is ravishing my body. So he was like, do you mind if I put on like my white noise machine to like drown out some of our volume? And I was like, yeah, of course, no problem. So he turns on this white noise machine. That's like just like it sounds like. So it starts like emanating this like staticky sound, which was a little bit aggressive, but it's fine. So then we continue on and we're taking off clothes and I'm like really excited and like I'm getting really wet and I'm super pumped up. And then I take off his pants and I can feel him getting hard through his boxers and he had a very thin penis. (laughs) Now, for any of my listeners with penises I understand that if you have a smaller than average penis like that's not a choice so I don't want to come across like a piece of shit or being too much of a size queen like obviously I appreciate a big dick but babes it was a very thin long penis okay now I've seen a lot of dicks in my day (laughs) like a lot I, I, I have not disclosed my number, but I have seen many, many dicks. Now, this dick was the closest to, like, a pencil penis that I've ever seen in my life. To the point where once we started fucking, I kid you not, I thought he was fingering me. And I know, again, that's so fucked. And I, I feel, I still, I still... I still feel bad that I thought this about his penis because, again, that's not something he can control. It's something he was given and he was born with. But, babes, it was a weird dick. Okay? It was weird. It was very thin but quite long and quite confusing. So what did I do? I had sex with him anyways. (laughs) And I didn't stay wet because I was drunk, and it was the middle of the night, and I was weirded out by his dick. Does that make me a horrible person? Maybe. I understand that they come in all forms. I have had absolutely wildly impressive sex with men with small dicks, because they put in work in so many other ways, and that's magical. But this was a strange dick for me. It really was. So... I tried to make it work. (laughs) Uh, Eventually, I got myself involved and I got myself off because I wasn't, I didn't come all this way to not get off. And it was fun and he was down with me 
manually assisting the situation and I came a couple of times and that was fun and he got off and it was fun. And then we finished and it was time to go to sleep and the white noise machine was so loud. I don't know how his parents didn't wake up from that, but we eventually fell asleep because it was so fucking late. And then I woke up in the morning a little bit confused by all the plastic again as I was like making sense of what had happened. And he tried to fuck again in the morning and I just wasn't feeling it. So I just played the like, I'm hungover. I don't think this is a good idea. So he offered to drive me home, which was very sweet because I was in the middle of nowhere from what I currently knew about Scarborough. And he said, so I can hear people outside the hallway. And he was like, hey, so like my family's awake, so I need to kind of sneak you out. And you know what, babes? Once you get to your 30s, that's not cool. (laughs) That does not feel good. I don't want to be seeing someone's mother. Like, that's not my jam, right? But I had to get out of there. So he snuck me out. I saw both of his parents. They were sitting at the table eating pancakes. That was weird. So we got outside, and immediately I was like, fuck, this is fucked. Please let me leave. And his brother was outside having a cigarette and just looked at us, laughed, looked at me up and down, one of those full up and down looks, looked back at his brother and said, nice. (laughs) Like, fuck off. This is not real life. And whatever. Yeah, I'm hot. Congratulations. So we got in his car. He drove me home. (laughs) Uh, His car was also coated in plastic. And you know what? Now with COVID, like maybe he was on to something. Maybe he's doing just fine because of all this garbage. So he drove me home. I did not see him again. Uh, He reached out a couple of times. And honestly, it was like it was a really, really fun night. The section of our date that was at the bar was so good it was obviously fun to have all of these free fucking bottle service drinks and he was such an incredible dancer and that was really really wonderful but it was a weird night it was not a necessarily satisfactory sexual experience and at the end of the day it just wasn't what I was looking for okay (laughs) So that is the story that I am sharing with you babes today. I uh, appreciate you taking this little walk down memory lane. It has been a really good time. And I just want to say, I hope you're all holding up okay. I want to say that if you are also a badass, bitch, strong, bombshell, babe, woman like I am, it's okay if you're also totally not okay. (laughs) Because I am really trying to stay my normal boss ass bay savage self but it's okay if things are more challenging than they normally are and I encourage you to talk to your loved ones I encourage you to hang out with a therapist if that's your jam because that's what I'm doing because I'm fucking sad and I do feel 
confident that we are going to get out of this and we are going to be able to be hoes again and we're going to be able to dance with hot, young, Latin dancing men again. And maybe they'll be even more passionate about staying away from germs. And hopefully they won't live with their parents. And hopefully they'll have thicker dicks. And hopefully their brothers won't be super fucking weird in the morning. (laughs) Babes, thanks for listening. I so appreciate you continuing to tune in to your place or mine. I'm your host, Bay Savage. I'm going to be back again next week with another episode. And if you have had an outrageous dating story just like this, send me a DM. You can find me on Instagram at BaySavageXO. And I'm just sending out love to you, babes. We're going to get through this. We're going to be okay. And we shall live to fuck many more days. (laughs) All the best, babe. Talk to you soon.